Hey, we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. And today's special guest is my girl, Ashley Everett, a professional dancer who has been Beyonce's dance captain for over 10 years and has performed on every one of her tours since 2007. She has also been featured in some of B's most iconic music videos like the viral smash Single Ladies. I'm super pumped that we did this interview. Ashley was one of the first people that I became friends with when we were working together on Beyonce's Coachella performance and she was also one of our main road dogs on the OTR2 tour so it's gonna be awesome in this episode Ashley takes us through her entire journey as a professional dancer from her start in her hometown of Chico California to becoming a professional dancer that has performed on the biggest stages all over the world some of the things that we talk about are her mom's decision to move Ashley cross-country to New York in her junior year of high school to pursue professional opportunities in dance the time she waited three hours in line for an open call audition for Beyonce's B day visual album eventually landing her first world tour at the age of 17 and the moment she decided to forego her acceptance to one of the world's leading performance art schools in order to continue dancing professionally she's literally talking about not going to Juilliard. Along the way, she dives into some of the biggest moments in her career with Beyonce, like the Single Ladies video, Super Bowl performances, Formation, Coachella, and OTR2 tour. We cover it all. She gives her best advice and shares lessons that she has learned from performing in countless music videos, TV, and tour performances with some of the biggest artists in the world, balancing life and work, building a personal brand, and so much more. This episode is amazing. I personally learned so much about the dance world that I had no idea about, so excuse me for the first like solid 15 minutes while I figured everything out. Um, but before we get into everything, if this is your first time tuning the podcast, you are probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black Window Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee, Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. All right, that's it. Enjoy the work week. Keep creating. Make sure to tune in every single Wednesday and Sunday for a new Black Window Cream podcast episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Black Window Cream. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Tax us all of our educational content and share this episode out to someone that you think will benefit from hearing it. We appreciate that support. And without further ado, I bring to you my episode with Ashley Everett in the most epic podcast intro ever recorded right motherfucking now. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. I feel so stupid. <laughs> we'll just start with that. Okay. <laughs> you just say, I feel so stupid. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are motherfucking bad. I had a great time just now actually by myself doing that. <laughs> um, if, if you don't, if you're so confused at what we're laughing about right now, you need to make sure that you're watching this on YouTube because the intro always makes guests feel incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> do you feel weird about it? I do feel a little weird, but what's, I like being weird. But what's the weirdest part about doing that, what I just had you do right now? Um, I think it was the silence and just literally like having 
a fun time with the camera <laughs> and myself, like by myself, because you were doing your own thing and I was doing my own thing. That's right. Camera. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to check out the intro. Ashley's in the house today. Uh, thank What's you for up? coming on. Thank you for having me. I've I had was an hour I've, late, guys. Oh my god, I was the unprofessional you're fine. girl. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> thank you. She just yeah, she just casually pulled up an hour late. Uh, oh, we all waited. Everyone, you know, we got we don't have anything else better to do except wait for you to come. <laughs> no, I'm excited for this because I had you on my hit list since I met you. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, okay. when when I met you, then we did a bunch of shit for like a year, and yeah, then exactly. then I started recording more podcasts. But I wanted to get you on here because I feel like your experience levels very very big. <laughs> like you've been doing this shit for a long time, right? I have. Yeah. How long have you been dancing? like professionally actually yeah professionally and just casually too oh my god casually <laughs> i don't know is what would you or call like it casually or like when you started training or whatever just like when you got into it because i feel like do kids you know like ballet what's that stuff called like ballerina classes and stuff or not ballet. ballerina ballet uh yeah classes. ballet classes and like you know just that type of stuff did you start doing that early i did I you was were like two Right, like that's that what I'm saying. So casually like you started like at two. Yeah, casually at two. So but, my whole life, basically. And then when did you... Okay, so then when's the change to like, I'm going to kind of try to do this for a career? Professionally, I started working when I was like 16, but like in the commercial industry, 17. Okay. So like, yeah, since I was 17. So... Almost. For a minute, yeah. But, how, but that's like... <laughs> I mean, that's like can't a, even do the math how many years. But, I'm like... Err. But so like with that... Is it... I don't know, at such a young age, like you're like, oh, I'm going to do this commercially. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, what you said commercially is 17? Yeah, because I, I was in like the concert world, which is like ballet, modern, contemporary okay. world, you know, like, or even like, well, theater is like Broadway, but um, concert world is like ballet companies and stuff like that, you know? Right. Uh, so I, I started working in the concert world first, and then I got in the commercial industry, which is like artists and music videos and television and you know whatever award shows and tours and shit so um so why did you what what made you switch from that i wasn't like a um a set like switch like oh i want to switch over i just booked a job and it just like oh really kept going and it was beyonce right that's that's, crazy it's crazy like i was in the concert world i thought i was going to be like in a ballet company and like a modern company or alvin ailey or you know something like that and i just i went to an audition and it just changed my so (laughs) the first audition was for b um well my first like job that you booked? Yeah, my first audition for her was, and for a video or any artist, really, right. I think. Well, maybe not any artist, but any big artist. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, was for her. Yeah. That's so random. But it like, is. So, so, you know, going a year back, you say like, you, is it something that you like sign when you start doing the ballet stuff? Like, is it something like, I'm doing this for hire? Like, I get you get paid for it or is it just like you're entering the world or the space of trying to make it in dance? You know what I mean? Like in the ballet world. Yeah. Um, How does that work? I don't know. Does it, do you have to like, like say out here, like you do a music video and you're like SAG or whatever, like they have the unions and all this different stuff that you have to join. Is there something you do that or do you, can you just show up and be like, I just want to do this professionally. I want to do Well, no, you have to train and then you got to audition for like companies or like, um, even, training programs you got to audition and get accepted into them to go to some of these schools that have the best dancers you know right um and then the goal is to eventually like become a company member which is auditions as well or you can be like recruited i guess if you're 
that young and talented and you're like in the training program or something. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's all a process of auditions, like the commercial world as well. Yeah. You know, with our agents and stuff, they send us on auditions and we book it or we don't. (laughs) It's so funny because I wonder, like, I'm guessing right now, like people that are listening to this, if Mm -hmm. they're coming from Europe, like world mm-hmm. if they already know all this stuff and then to them this is really annoying to hear because i'm so blind and I, <laughs> right I, you know like, what I mean? like yeah i know i'm like everyone God, knows that i'm learning though i don't understand it. but i didn't know if like you saying you become a company member like that's like signing to an agency yeah you sign contract contracts right it's like signing for a tour or something and so that's what you you signed you did you sign something no no no, no. no? i never made it to like into like a company like a professional huge dance company or like ballet or modern company that I always dreamt of um I never did that but I did like one-off jobs like you know what it would be like an award show here would be like a concert um, yeah city ballet in a big theater in New York City that's so cool that's so So. interesting okay so before we get into all this (laughs) Where are you from? Like, how did all of the dancing stuff start? You say you started at two years old. This yeah. family pushed you into this? Yeah, my mom. My mom was like, my, I have my little girl because I have brothers. And yeah. she was like, okay, I'm going to try for one more. Better be a girl. And she got her little girl. So she's like, I'm going to put her in ballet. Right. And I just, um, I loved it. Like, I was like so focused and into it at two and three years old. I was just determined for whatever reason. And um, as I got older, it like kind of came naturally as well. But I also was just like very passionate and like focused you know right. in in training and stuff like that were you did you play any other sports growing up i did i played soccer i did gymnastics um and then like i was good at other sports like volleyball and right. um, track and field and hurdles and stuff like that but i didn't ever like pursue them because i was always dancing right so yeah where were you where were you born or where are you from Northern California. Chico. Northern California. Chico, Chico. California? Mm-hmm. What's 530. That? What's that by? It is actually by, do you remember when all those fires happened? Like Where like everyone got, like a paradise. lot of people got died? Or got died, got killed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They like burned yeah. and they had to leave their cars or they like died in their cars or whatever. And it was in Paradoi- Paradise in yeah. Northern California. I'm like 15 minutes from oh, there. Oh, shit. So all those people from Paradise now live in my hometown, really? Chico. <laughs> I was wondering what happened. I watched that documentary on Netflix. Did, Did you watch you? it? Yeah. Fire, Fire in Paradise? Yeah. It's That's crazy. Insane. It's so sad. So is 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 that town not really like in the forest or the mountains? Is it a mountain town? Um, I wouldn't consider it a mountain town, but it is up in like the hill. Well, like, like up the hill. <laughs> that that city was like literally surrounded by the. Tr- I mean, that's why everyone. Got, yeah, it, it, it was, was so surrounded. It is. I mean, it is surrounded by trees. Like it's up in up in the hills. Yeah. So, is there a lot of like the? How, where did you find the drive or interest in doing ballet professional on that professional level or dance on the professional level? Is there is there a lot of that around you, or was um, it just kind of like small local stuff? Well, it was it was local stuff. I was in the ballet company um, in my ballet studio that I grew up in, and then I also was on the hip hop company that did like competitions and stuff like that. So okay. I was in both worlds, right. like a little ballet company that did the Nutcracker and Cinderella and like, you know, all the ballets every year. And then I would in the spring go to competition and compete in hip hop and jazz and tap and like all these other things. So I did every style um, of dance. And then as I got older, I started going to summer intensives mm. um, which are training programs, but I would travel to like New York or Washington DC or LA or wherever to do them. And 
that's when I started to like, I feel like I started to sort of outgrow my hometown studio, right? You know, and so it was like, okay, I need I need a bigger push, yeah. And I need a bigger city and more training and more opportunity to grow. Is is that what they teach you, like when you're going to those intensive trainings and things like that? Is that kind of like what they're showing you as the goal of this? Like, if you get really good at this, you can go to places like New York and and do mm-hmm. Broadway and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, That's yeah. like they're the ones teaching you. Or what was your influence to? Yeah, well, you look up to like the companies and stuff. The training programs of American Ballet Theater or New York City Ballet have training programs. And when you're a little girl and you're 12 years old, looking up to like going to the Nutcracker and watching your favorite ballerina perform it, you're like, I could be that if I just follow all these steps, you know? Uh, So of course those are your like, like your dreams and aspirations and just who you look up to. Um, Yeah. Did I answer? Yeah, yeah, you did. You asked. No, yeah, definitely. (laughs) I forgot what you said. It also seems like, like, um, like the early stages of your dance career is like going to college for most people where they don't know what they want to do. So is that how it usually is? Is like you're, you're kind of pushed to try all types of dance. Yep. Yep. Or, well, I mean, a lot of people train in dance studios like at a younger age and do all different styles and especially like competition studios that's those are people who are like trained usually in a lot of different styles um but then yeah i because i started working instead of going to college so like my college experience was like it felt like my high school which was when i was like traveling and going to these training programs and stuff like i went to juilliard summer intensive before I was accepted into Juilliard for college. Damn, you know? really? Mm-hmm. I went to Juilliard when I was 16. Yeah. For the summer intensive? Or mm-hmm. You, and you got accepted there to go to school? I did, yeah. Holy shit. And I turned it down. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you were working, weren't you? Yeah. That's cr- that's got to be a tough decision. I was actually supposed to go. I was enrolled and I pulled out a week before my first day. <laughs> Why? Because tour got extended by like two months okay so at that point you had already been touring yeah we did a tour and then I was supposed to start college like September 7th or something and they extended into like November and I was like ooh do I work for two more months and then not know what's gonna happen or do I quit and go to school and I was like well I guess since I'm a professional dancer already I might as well keep my professional career going and right. see how that goes and if it doesn't I can always go back to school and so at so. school is that what you would have like would that have been the beginning process of learning how to navigate the space or like, cause really what do you go to school for besides just more training training? Yeah. It's just training. It's more training, but you're yeah. training by default by being like by working. Yeah. I mean, working is the, that's the ultimate goal. Right. So that's why I was like, well, is it going backwards, you know, mm. to go back to being a student? Not that I feel like no matter what, everyone is always a student. We can always learn, Yeah. but I didn't want to, go backwards if I was already working, mm-hmm. you know, so. So do people, like, would someone that's going to, like, Juilliard or something like that, would they, would that be their goal is to, like, get into the space and commercial work and stuff like that, or is it is that school more focused on, like, ballet and Broadway it, and things like that? It is definitely more of, like, a concert yeah. world-type school. Um, I think a lot of people who usually graduate, dancers at least, who graduate um, from Juilliard, probably go into like companies or maybe Broadway or travel overseas and do lots of like modern or something type companies. Yeah. Um, But I think if the opportunity like a Beyonce job or something presented itself for someone, they would absolutely take it no matter what too, you know, but it definitely focuses more on like the, the technique 
right um versus like commercial industry dance so then what 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 did your family like how what was their reaction when you backed out of going to school they supported me either way yeah they didn't it's not like they were like, no, we wanted you to be a ballerina instead of like dancing right. heels and leotards and flip your hair or yeah. whatever, even though there's much more to it than that. But, you know, people look at it like that. They didn't, um, they supported me either way. They weren't like, no, yeah. do this or don't do this. Um, that was actually kind of one of the first times that they backed away and let me fully decide it on my own because I was 18 at the time. And I, that was my first like adult decision, decision. you Oof. know, because like even moving to New York, like if it wasn't for them convincing me to move to New York and like, you know, be in New York to have more opportunity and become a better dancer and train in in bigger schools and stuff. If it wasn't for them basically making me like who knows where I'd be today, right. you know, because I wanted to stay in my little hometown and graduate with my friends at my regular high school. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I moved in my junior year to finish school Damn, in New really? York. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't for that, I would have never went on tour with Beyonce right. in my senior year of God, high school. so crazy. You know? <laughs> it's crazy, right? So it's like- Shout out to your family. I know. So they were like, okay, we're, we've showed you that we support you. So yeah. you decide what you want to do. That's why you. it's okay to listen to your parents when it you're is. young you know what? You have sometimes. to. You have to. Thanks, mom and dad. They know what's best. They always That's crazy. Do. So you moved to New York by yourself? or My mom went with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys moved out and what just got like an apartment there and yeah my parents are in real estate so they bought a condo for my mom and I and me and my mom were out there my dad and my brother were um still in Chico and we were like being raised separately but my parents were still happily married yeah. we were just on opposite coasts for my career and you know that's crazy everybody it's crazy right so so right away you get there you're going you enroll into like a high school a private a school, private school. Mm-hmm. And which I didn't even want to go to either. My parents were like, no, you're going. And it was not a cheap school right. or free or anything, but they were like, you're going to this one because it's the best one so you can have opportunity. And they were right again. <laughs> it, was it like dance focus? No, it was, it's called professional children's school. Okay. So it's a school from um, elementary to high school. And these kids like, can be on soap operas. Some of them are like Olympic ice skaters. They're in ballet companies. They're on Broadway. They're, you know, they're working professional children. Right. So it supported the working kids, basically. So kids would like not be at school for months and then you see them and you're like, oh, you still go here? And they're like, oh yeah, I was shooting a TV show in Wisconsin or whatever. And then like, you know, and that was me. Like, that's why I was able to go on tour and I came back and they're like, oh, you still go here? I'm like, yeah. I went on tour. <laughs> Damn. So so when you're on tour, you, your first tour was your junior year. So My what, senior year. Senior year. Yeah. Okay. So you're like 17? Yeah, I was 17. And do you have to tutor, tutor or anything like that while no, you're on No, no. So the school sets it up for you to be able to like Yeah, do like that they not- sent it. It was all like through email and stuff they sent me work through email I would do it at my own time um, but while I was on tour I'm not gonna lie like I didn't have, I yeah, didn't of have a lot didn't. of time to yeah. do that but when I came back we would have like gaps in between you know the European leg and the US leg or whatever you have weeks that's when I would catch up on my school turn it in whatever that's crazy yeah man so okay so at you moved to New York 
Mm-hmm. Things are cool there. Where where at in the city are you? Are you like I lived to- in Midtown. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did you adapt to it quickly? Because coming from like a small town. Oh yeah, it was so weird. Well, I had at that point when we moved, I had been traveling every summer to train at the summer programs. Right. Um. So I was kind of used to New York, but I had never like lived in the winters and all that. So that was like definitely a wake up call. Right. I'm like, oh, we don't wear short little crop top jackets nah, out here. Got it's it. Freezing. It's freezing. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, New York City is way, it's a huge adjustment, adjustment from like even just LA, right. you know, like, um, but I, I love New York, so I didn't mind like the walking and like, yeah. it was exciting to me. So you start doing some type of like theater type play stuff first is was that some of your first jobs I was before training you at Alvin Ailey so I was doing a lot of like ballet and modern um at the time and I think my my focus was I I was thinking I was gonna like be in the company they have a first company and a second company so I thought the second company was gonna like recruit me and then I was gonna eventually make it to the first company and I would have been like in an Alvin Ailey dancer for like 20 years or whatever yeah <laughs> that was like what I thought my like my path was doing yeah yeah but um i forgot where i was going with this (laughs) booking like a job like you were doing oh yeah i was doing like more concerts stuff like that um and i didn't have an agent or anything so i wasn't going on like auditions a lot of auditions for artists and stuff like that the beyonce one was a open call i think that was the last time she had an open call damn and i went to that and i can't believe i even booked it from that i don't know if i was like one of the only ones from an open call but she had open calls everywhere it was like in new york and atlanta i think and yeah how many people go to that like how many people were thousands thousands oh yeah i stood in line for three hours in new york in november it was freezing holy shit what project what album did she have out at this time this was because this was for the you were you were booking for the tour or for a music it was, video. It was for videos, so it was for the B Day album. Okay. Um, and she shot like ten videos in like twelve days or something like that, or two weeks or something. And I did two videos out of that series, and that was like the start of her like visual albums. Yeah, right. You know, like uh, when she was like, "I'm doing a video for every song." That was like the start of it. And so she did it in like two weeks or whatever. It was like a huge deal. Everybody talked about it in the industry. And I was in two videos from that. And then that turned into uh, tour rehearsals. So what's what's it like getting the music video gig first? Like this, obviously, I'm assuming you looked up to her as an artist. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. So then you booking her, like for, first going through the auditions, it's like you're battling out against thousands and thousands of people. What do you think like it was about you that they saw? Um, well, I definitely have to like give Frank Gatson credit because I he is the one who like discovered me and gave me a chance and opportunity. Um, but Frank definitely has a talent of seeing like a star in somebody Mm -hmm. and I think he saw like the little light in me that like was shining and I I believe that I have like a little star quality in me and like you know a natural talent obviously but I was very young and so for him to see that in me so young and so um 
green yeah you know like and not like not knowing how to even like bring it out like now i can tap in and right. just be like boom there she is and da, 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 or turn her turn it off but like then i just i was just so young and i think he just saw saw the hunger in me i don't know and who was frank at the time Ex- frank or- was beyonce's choreographer at the right. time yeah and like creative director and stuff so he's is he going to all of those um auditions or is it like he's hitting all the cities and seeing yeah. all the, he was like discovering everybody yeah before she got there like right. weeding people out and making cuts before he narrowed it down you know so he saw everyone how many people got selected for those music videos like out of all those people how many people would you say oh got my gosh booked? i don't know a lot it is a lot right? it was a lot yeah because she shot like 10 videos or right. something so it was people in new york because i was living in new york at the time Ooh, my butt is vibrating sorry my phone's <laughs> ringing <laughs> Um, I was living in New York at the time and I flew in to LA to shoot and there were a bunch of us flying from New York to shoot out here and um, I think Atlanta people too it was like it was a lot it was a huge thing in the dance community out here apparently too Um, but I was so new I barely knew anybody I was like just young and like I'm just happy to be here right (laughs) So, yeah, but now, like, talking back to people after knowing them for so many years and talking back about that and being like, wow, you were one of the first people I met, and we talk about it. It was, like, a huge deal at the time. That's so crazy. And that was 2007. 2007, damn. Mm-hmm. 2007, I think I was graduating in high school. Yeah, I graduated in 07, too. Yeah. So, it was, yeah, because I went, like, I started working with her, like, January. 2007 so that's why i was like missing so much school <laughs> i can't imagine being thrown into something that like professional quote unquote you know what i mean mm-hmm. at that age me coming out of high school i had no idea what the hell i was doing oh you I know. being thrown into it where you're just having to like take a quick trip to la to be in a beyonce music video i know it's so wild like the highest production and you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and i went like by myself too there were other people going and i think i shared a room with another girl too but like my mom didn't go I and I'm pretty sure I said I was 18 I might have said I was 18 can you not do 17. can you not do videos if you're not 18 I don't remember how is that I a rule right now like can, pe- <laughs> can people or, or no do you, you just can have you can you just have to usually have a guardian or yeah. like some kind of signature or something Jeez. but I don't remember how like I don't know so when <laughs> when you're doing the music videos is there something during that time that people are kind of like hinting that there's a tour coming up and there's a possibility for you mm-hmm. for, for everyone to get on board with that yeah like kind of like you know we do Coachella yeah. and everybody's like tours next right. like trying to do their best every day you know yeah. just to hopefully in hopes that something else will come out of it um, I wasn't thinking that way because I was like I said so new so yeah. green I lived in New York I'm still in high school at this point I'm just excited <laughs> to be for the opportunity to even say I shot a video whether I made the cut or not right you know um, yeah and I went back to New York after that and then got a call like hey what they were she actually lived in New York at the time right. too so they were rehearsing for tour getting ready to prep for tour and so all that was happening in New York mm. also so yeah I think that's when it turned into like come to these rehearsals but I still didn't even know like if I had the job or not because I would go to rehearsals and we would rehearse for like weeks or whatever for this tour and then like the next day like three people would be gone and three new people would be back in I'd be like oh people are getting chopped like right. that like just replaced like left and right so I was like 
I didn't know what was going on. I'm just here, just going to do my job or do what's asked of me. God damn. So were you... Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's nuts. Were you (laughs) getting... Did you find like representation at that point or is this just like Frank found you the first time you happened to go and just got in touch with you directly with your like mom probably? Yeah. Well, at this point, yeah, my mom was, I guess, like kind of talking with him or whatever but then he suggested an agent and so I went with that agent because I didn't know what else to do I think did yeah that, was that did that it was helpful? his agent at the time oh, too really? so it was like you know scratching his own agent's back getting more money for yeah. his agent you know at the end of the day right um and whatever he put me on so i didn't think anything of it plus i'm so new i don't even know right. like my other options um but eventually i ended up signing with a different agency right that was in new york because so, that was in la did it did it help to have like an agent during that time like to kind of help you navigate the world like or you just kind of were going with it at that time yeah like especially during like trial you guys are like trying to figure out who's going to go on tour you're rehearsing so much i'm sure at that point did anyone else try to hit you up to book you for other jobs no no <laughs> no it was just like this and i was just um still doing my training and stuff in new york as well like still whatever yeah doing all the performances and stuff that right. came with that um but no, I was kind of just going with it because right. I didn't know or have anything to compare it to or didn't, you know, I also was advised not to discuss your money with other dancers. And, you know, you yeah, just, yeah. you never know who's getting paid what. Right. Everybody gets paid differently sometimes. Yeah. So you just don't discuss it. Um, so, yeah, I was just very young. and didn't Just really, trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it out and going with the flow and excited for the opportunity. And, um, yeah. So the tour, okay, what tour was it? What, what? This was the Beyonce Experience Tour. The, okay, so that tour is coming up. Mm-hmm. You're seeing people get cut. You're seeing new people mm-hmm. join. Yeah. Are you, like, feeling confident or was your role in the rehearsal kind of growing at all or you know what I mean? Like now you guys, you guys are like you and Kimmy, Hannah, like you guys are like the goats, like, right. you know what I mean? So at that time, how did you kind of find yourself fitting into her, I don't know, her tour and her performance? Like, yeah, I think I was just like working really hard. You know, I was always, I've always been very, uh, very much a hard worker. Like, cause I would train as much as I would go to school or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that is what I do know how to do is work hard. Right. And so I think they all just saw that and appreciated it. And I, I didn't really have a lot to complain about or anything to say really. So, you know, I was, I was the youngest of course, but I fit in with everybody was pretty young at yeah. the time. I think like maybe the oldest was like 26, you know? So it wasn't, or maybe like 20, 27, 28, maybe. But like everybody was in their 20s and whatever. So it, I fit in pretty well. Like we had a great time that tour. It was really fun. And, um, you know, that was like before she was married, before she had any kids or anything too. So she was much younger. And yeah, we just were having fun that tour. <laughs> we well, what, said, how did, what, who, when did you get the like final, you're going on the tour? When did that when? happen? Yeah. Or, or not when, but like, what was that moment like and, well, and how did you find out? 
Yeah, I guess like when we really got like down to like production rehearsals and things like weren't changing. But it was so crazy because even one of the guys like wasn't didn't know if he was going on the tour or not. And we were in production rehearsals. So it was like he was like dancing to prove that he deserved to be on tour. It was crazy. So I don't know. I guess like when I was packing my bags and flying away, which is like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how it always is. <laughs> I feel still like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's that's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Um, but like before we did actually go out on tour we had some like tv performances and i think that kind of like solidified right. like okay she's okay like yeah, yeah, she yeah. did all right in this tv live tv the today show and good morning america and stuff like that you know so those i think helped like prove or qualify me i don't know you know right it was like still another I feel like every day is a damn audition, so yeah. you always got to prove yourself. Exactly, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Especially, it's like now, like we're getting older, and then this new young versions of you are coming out, uh -huh. you know, and they're chasing for your yeah, spot. Yeah, you too. still have to prove that. Like every day, you still got to prove some shit. So. Right. What was it? What was it like? Like the first time for you being from like this? I'm assuming is your town small? Is it like mm -hmm. a small town? Like mm -hmm. coming from yeah. there to like and like meeting Beyonce the first time. Like obviously you get brought into like rehearsals and stuff. She may not be there, but I'm assuming she probably came to some of those rounds of. Yeah, yeah. But like no. for you guys personally, like what was that for you? She, um, she was really really sweet. The first time I met her, she was so sweet. She had no makeup on. She was like sweating and barefoot, <laughs> like mm -hmm. working hard. Um, it was really sweet. But this also was like so long ago it was before she was like, I mean, she was a huge artist and famous and everything. But this was like also in the beginning of her solo career. So she wasn't as like huge and legendary Protected as she is now, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so it she was like much more just like, I don't Casual know. Casual about the way she moves or something. Yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah. It was it was more casual because now it's like all eyes are on me and that whole mm -hmm. thing it's like you know what i mean when it's when so you, much pressure <laughs> yeah when you reach that status it's like like lady gaga or who all these people like everyone wants to find something to like kind of tear you down yeah and so it's like you have to move different but it's like yeah. you go look at like megan the stallion or someone like they're just crazy they're always they'll post yeah. everything on instagram going yeah. nuts about whatever in public and like people don't really care but that's interesting so was it like getting to travel and all this stuff you've been kind of traveling for these like you know practices and things that you were doing younger mm -hmm. what's it like getting to tour was it it was a world tour or, or it was what? a world tour yeah so you're, you're getting to go zero we went to everywhere at the at that one yeah we went to like japan and like australia we did like the whole world was it like, was, africa that's India. Crazy. was the first show do you remember the first show of that tour um yeah I, it was in japan yeah the first show was in japan yeah we you guys started in, in japan we started in japan so what's that like for you i mean you're i mean se I, eight, yeah literally i'm 17 and i'm like saying bye to my parents and my flight is like 20 hours or whatever yeah, yeah <laughs> and they're yeah. like oh my god like my dad like didn't threaten alan but he was like you watch after my little right. girl you know like and so, um, I mean, I'm I'm just like wide eyed and excited. Like, I wasn't scared. I don't remember being scared to like leave my family because I had always like traveled and like competed and yeah, stayed yeah, yeah. weekends here and there, and you know, like stayed weeks in New York at summer intensives and like you know, yeah, you're, like, felt, like to live that was like my college and stuff. Right. Yeah, so I was like used to it. So I was excited. To what was it like, like? I mean, that, how many people were in Japan? Do you feel it was like? And, you know thousands and thousands of people yeah. are coming to see her and you guys have to come out like 
did you get nervous walking out? Oh, of course. To yeah. perform? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I was nervous. And like at that point, we like were under prepared. <laughs> and so like things were going wrong. I think like our first show was like our first dress rehearsal right, too. Right. And so like things were just going wrong and it was like oh god it was yeah. just like not the best but we we're all in it together you know it's uh, gosh, it, so popular this evening that's tight <laughs> I, uh, I feel like it's like the you know being those first few cities on every tour for every artist is like them working out the kinks and getting to see Always. like what works and whatnot but like i i remember uh where was our cardiff on this last tour probably i think that was our first show my first show outside of coachella with yeah. her and jay and yeah. just like the roar before it starts and like the anticipation leading up to that moment is like, I'm not even on stage. You know what I mean? You guys are walking around. You have like all kinds of obstacles to avoid, you know, <laughs> right. Think, people come jumping out of the floors or things are coming off the ceiling. Like there's so much stuff that, that can go wrong. You know what I mean? So you're constantly kind of like on edge, but I feel like that'd be so nerve wracking as like yeah, at 17. You know? Oh, I know. Yeah. But we were in arenas. <laughs> yeah. So different roar, but arenas sure. are still massive. They are. They are. They are. You're right. But, um, it's like 15,000 people or something. I know. No, it's a lot. Um, but I, I, I grew up performing, Yeah. you know, so I was excited, but for sure it's a different kind of roar. It's a different kind of energy. It's a different, you know, different. Yeah. Damn, Japan, that'd be crazy. Live shows like that. Yeah, they're very different. So, I mean, since then, there's been so many tours, and you've been, that leads to so many different things. Like, you are now her, what, what's it called? Like, dance captain or how, <laughs> what's the title, official title? Of yeah, it? Is there dance official, captain. Something like that. Like, you've been with her for so long, and it's at that point, it's like, do you kind of oversee as a dance captain? Is it you and Kimmy? Do you guys both do that? Because mm-hmm. Kimmy's been with when her. When it, like, is, it comes to tours and stuff, or like, whatever we're doing at right. the time <laughs> you know what's the goal like what's the role of that job technically um just kind of like being oh like the head um leader and over not over all the dancers but like the spokesperson or the voice like if something is wrong and we need to collectively say something i could be the person who goes and takes it to a higher person or whatever and also keeping everybody making sure everybody's still like staying on on their job and right. doing what they're hired here to do and right. staying clean and you know dance wise and know what they're doing help teach if they don't you know whatever yeah all the responsibilities and stuff like that when did you get that like um role uh 2009 so two years after i started that's crazy yeah i was like 19 <laughs> why why do you think you why did they give that to you well i think it like kind of fell into my lap because I was the only returning dancer um, from who had been working with her previously. So we were going into a new tour and she hired all new girls except for me. Really? Yeah. So I had to like help teach at choreography and like, you know, no, nobody had worked in the camp before, so they didn't know how it goes yeah. when it comes to like, all right, now we do this and now we shower and now we, you know, everything. Yeah, right. So I had to help show them and guide them even though they were all older than me but i was experienced in that world hmm. you know so damn that seems like a crazy responsibility i know <laughs> just, yeah there's it, no way around it i guess yeah it, i didn't mind it though it was fine like yeah. i i enjoy having responsibilities but also that's crazy that you're the only person that moved on like holy shit yeah you know what i mean like yeah i'm sure everyone that was on that tour previously was 
great and all yeah, that stuff but for sure what was it a, that you feel like i think it was a different look going for a different vibe um or the the girl who was my dance captain when i first started she had married and like started a family and so that's why she didn't mm. return so then i became the dance captain yeah uh-huh um and then yeah different looks or heights or you know just right. vis- visuals i guess for the next um chapter so is this like the time um single A's comes out yeah so that's like right around the same time so so yeah. tour number one gets done for you tour number one gets done wait oh single ladies was out okay so tour number one gets done we shoot single ladies in between tour one and two and then after single ladies comes out we go on tour yeah she came out with like whatever the album that single ladies yeah, was on right, right so do you feel like do you feel like that, Four, is that does that start making no. like that's uh, such an iconic video right like it's yeah. such a massive video um that comes out oh sasha fierce there it is what i am sasha fierce oh do you feel like that was the beginning of like you kind of building your own platform for yourself as like ashley you know what i mean like when single ladies yeah. and all that sort of it kind of started branding me well you know what actually like when i first started my first first tour what i was known for before i was known as, like as single ladies dancer and stuff was you know the song beautiful liar with shakira that she has um probably if i heard it i don't know <laughs> I, <laughs> that's Beyonce, what i was Beyonce. yeah okay sure. go no, on. you don't know i'm know not it. gonna sing it well, I was the Shakira, so I was Beyonce's partner on tour oh. as like the Shakira. So everybody like called me like, "You are the Shakira, you're the Shakira." Really? Yes, and this is when I had like brown hair and like I was just yeah. like the Shakira, right. like whoever. Like yeah, like I was Beyonce's partner in the Shakira and Beyonce song, oh, and funny. so I was the Shakira. And then um, when Single Ladies and stuff came out, and then we went on the next tour. That's when I became a redhead and so then I like started like branding myself a little differently not intentionally really it kind of just like happened that way and I was like oh okay I'm understanding now like what the industry and like how things work you know like just that kind of stuff with the industry you know but at that time I mean social media isn't obviously what it is now it was not no that was like Twitter days and stuff so is that like where you noticed it was like being on Twitter and people started hunting you down or was it more so just about like when you're at Beyonce related events people go crazy because they realize it's you from the video oh you have the right you know whatever if they're noticing you from the video or from past shows or something like Mm -hmm. that like did you start kind of where did you find it? Yeah, I started noticing it. Like, yeah, social media wasn't that big, but, like, Facebook kind of was. Right. And, like, um, that's when I actually, like, got a publicist for the first time, too. And because I did notice, yeah, like, the fan base began to follow me as Ashley, right. you know, and not the Shakira or, like, whatever. It was, like, I became, like, Ashley the redhead. Yeah. You know, Beyonce's girl from Single Ladies, right. whatever. And so, yeah, I just kind of caught wave with that. And when I got a publicist, I would start doing, like, like marketing myself a little differently or branding myself or, um, you know, doing interviews and publications and, you know, stuff like that. You know what's fucked up to me is that it's like, okay, so in the era before social media became what it is now, Mm -hmm. right, at that time, 
we have superstar actors, superstar, all kinds of X, Y, Z, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And if you look at a lot of them now, they didn't like transition into social media world now and everything's based on numbers and all this shit Mm -hmm. or whatever. But for you back then at the time, single A's drops, you're literally, it's you, Kimmy, you're right. No, no, no. It's me um, and Ebony. Okay. And you guys are right next to each other. It's, it, right next to B, right? Mm-hmm. That video would drop like the girl from um, Bop by the baby right now. Mm-hmm. Just her whole life just changed because she did the upside down twerk thing. And now. <laughs> you now, think so? I, I'm saying life yeah. changed, but social media is playing it. a massive role in it because mm-hmm. instead of getting a publicist right away, I'm assuming it just turned into like instant brand deals and yeah, straight to consumer. You know yep. what I mean? Uh-huh. It's just so interesting to me, like the difference in that, because like, okay, say Instagram was what it was and you guys do that video tomorrow and it came out that video. I mean, like literally I'm in Iowa, obviously everywhere. It played everywhere, like yeah. everywhere all the time over and over and over again. You guys have had millions and millions of imprint, like your face has been seen millions and millions and millions and millions of times just from that one video. Mm-hmm. Alone. You know what I mean? That's so mm-hmm. crazy. Like if if you had a if people were just like, who is girl to the right whatever yeah. like search that shit and then it just pops up and then I know. instant uh, virality or fame I guess if you want to call it I know it's crazy but you took it your route was different like so yeah. you had you had the before internet fame yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I guess so yeah so what did you before, I mean like bef- I'm not a millennial right but that's <laughs> what I mean like like you had. I'm trying to think of like a great example. It's like uh, homie from the matrix. What's that dude's name? Like I, don't, I, guarantee, I guarantee you maybe him because he's like him, but I'm just saying there's a lot of these people that if you look at them, they have like a million followers right now. And you're like, what the fuck? That's like the soup. You know, most people don't know Leonardo DiCaprio's Instagram. Right. He's Leonardo DiCaprio. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just interesting how that changes. But when you signed to a publicist, what was some of like the notoriety and things that you were seeing? Like what were some of the, why did you need a publicist? Like, what what would that turn into? Well, I just liked having a publicist because it would, like, give me um, uh, a voice in other areas that weren't just related to, like, only dance or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and publications, like, it would be Essence or, like, Teen Vogue or something. Like, those are great outlets for my name to be, like, attached and associated to and then be telling my story or whatever through um through their absolutely outreach you know it was just it's cool to me and it shows like um who else also like fucks with you yeah exactly outside of like right <laughs> you know dancing with beyonce or like you know yeah. being on this tv show or you know whatever right well so. at that same time then you met jaquel and them yeah i'm assuming mm-hmm. i met jaquel in like 2009 yeah was that his first video with her oh wait 2008 it was yeah yeah it yeah. was like well his first video ever or like no with like her job with yeah her. like what job with her um yeah i think so because i mean like he's been around with her for such a long time Since, too yeah which mm-hmm. i don't know where he's at right now but he says he's getting on the podcast soon oh really yeah, i so. think he's in miami working on super bowl oh with right, right 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 that's right speaking of Shakira. yeah true <laughs> damn that's wild yeah are, are you gonna go be her stand-in then <laughs> me i'm way too big she's so tiny she's like five two yeah Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> i feel like i feel like it's uh it's gotta be a trip to well, actually i wonder if you even like take a time like take time to step back and and like look at it from a bird's eye perspective. Mm-hmm. Do you ever 
look at this because it happened. You're always on to the next thing. There's always jobs. There's always things happening. Yeah, we're like taught to be like that, you yeah. know, groomed to be like that. But do I ever? I, I sometimes do. Not enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking. It's just wild. From the outside in is, it is wild. It's crazy. Is there anything like up to this point or not this point, but like where we're at in the story, it's like things that you wish you would have done differently or, or would have approached differently or are you kind of like glad you rode that ride the way, the way it went? No, I don't think I, well, I don't have any like regrets, right? but there are some things that I'm like, Oh, if I would have did this, like this probably would have played out differently Mm. or, you know, even stuff like, like even like with social media, I'll use for example, like if I was like more involved in social media and like into like having my phone on my face at all, most hours of the day, like I could probably have a whole different status right now as far as that, who knows what, (laughs) yeah, like followers or brand deals or whatever, but I don't necessarily have that in me fully Mm. or like I just can't do it all the time. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm like, I do think like if I did this differently, like maybe I could right. be living in a mansion, but would that make me happier? Hmm. You know? Yeah, that makes sense <laughs> for, for like, um, young women getting started in the space too, like, especially like through those early years, mm-hmm. what's some advice you would give to them that if they're getting their jump, I mean like crazy, coincidence that you happen to move to New York and happen to go to this thing yeah. like that's all that all just takes drive. It is. Yeah. Well, I would say that you still have to do the work. Mm. Everyone wants overnight fame and like you know, wants to be go viral yeah. and like just get like whatever immediately. But as fast as things can come, they can be taken away. But if you do the work and if you are really passionate and like dedicated to it and actually put in the work and the blood, sweat, tears, sacrifice, all of that, it will last a lot longer and have longevity. And, you know, you won't, I don't know. I just think, I think that means more than just instant. Yeah. What anything. Right. You know, when you, okay. So, you know, those two tours, right? So mm-hmm. single ladies, then there's another tour. You're doing all that and you continue to tour. What are some of the first jobs that you find outside of B? What were some of the stuff that kind of came early to you outside of just working with her? I mean, she's pretty, you're pretty full time with her at that point, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was pretty full time. But, you know, especially after a tour, everybody needs a break. So, like, that is a great opportunity for me to do other jobs, work with other artists, do television or films or personal projects um Mm. and those were the times and are still currently like the times that i'm doing other jobs yeah um i've done tons of jobs like (laughs) small ones huge ones everything uh and i enjoy them all like i like them all do you remember one of like the first early jobs that you did like getting off like you've been working with her for so long what was like one of the first jobs that you were able to do outside of touring or music videos and how and did outside you find of her. Yeah, and how do you find those jobs? Mm, well, after a certain point, too, like, especially then, like, I kind of had a name for myself. So then when you get off tour, people are like, oh, is she in town? I want her right. to be in this video. You know, like, I started working with Neo because 
me and Kimmy both started working with Neo because they saw us working with B and they knew we had just finished tour and they were like, oh, they'd look good with him. Right. Also. So we both got hired and started working with Neo, you know? Um, so things have come like that as well. But also like auditions from my agents and stuff. Like I've done commercials that you have to audition for. These casting directors don't care it, who you are. Right. You still got to go audition and prove right. yourself, you know? Um, yeah. And audition like, to dance in, in like commercials. Yeah. Right. Or actor, like whatever it is that you're going in for. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you have an interest in acting like early on? Was that something you yeah, kind of were interested always, in? I still have an interest in acting. Yeah. I um, do. I just don't do it as often as I would like to. Right. <laughs> you know? How do you, I mean, how do you decide like when, <laughs> I feel like that's a whole nother mindset, right? From mm, dancing, obviously. I know. So how do you even balance that idea or, or practice or make the time to be able to take that on? I, well, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really balanced it. Like, I think I still choose dance yeah. over, like, really being like, let me dive head into this. Right. I haven't. I, like, dip in. Like, oh, okay, that was fun. Okay, yeah. let me get back to my dance, you know? So I do want to, I do want to, like, jump in more. But, uh, right. you know, no win. I feel we'll you. <laughs> is, it, is it different, you know, trying to dance like when, when you're dancing for music videos, mm-hmm. is there a different like style or art to it than dancing uh, on stage? You know, when you're, you're trying to make something look yes. right on camera, is it different? Completely, yes. And I think these are things, these are topics that these a lot of dancers are unaware of, um, especially like the newer age dancers who maybe haven't had like the experience of like right. working on a video set or a tour also to know the difference. Um, yes, there's a whole art to performing for a camera for a video or television or even a tour that is being shot through right. cameras, you know, anything through a camera, there's a whole different art versus performing live on stage with your bare eye watching, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, what are some of the challenges, like when when you go to do a music video, like what challenges do you face personally um, to try to execute, make sure you're like hitting it, being a ten out of ten? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I always like, I always like to know like what type of frame it is because then because with videos and stuff you do it over and over, which is the beautiful thing but also it can be a nightmare because you're exhausted Mm. and so you don't want to kill yourself every time so you if you know that it's a tight frame and it's only on your chest and head you're not going to kill yourself from your chest down if you don't have to and just perform you know in the face or whatever mostly and vice versa if it's just like on your feet you don't need to like be going off and whipping your hair everywhere like (laughs) so I always like to know that so you can like kind of focus on the right things because you want to make it look like you're killing it the whole time it's movie magic you know editing um I forgot where I was going with all no, that, but yeah, no, I, I <laughs> and think then that's live stage, obviously you want to like kill it the whole time or have like the biggest energy, but sometimes that stuff doesn't always translate properly through the lens. Right. I okay, think it's, what's cool. What I think is cool <laughs> is like when I watch you guys perform, um, now it's like you, you're really good at, there's something it's like, say we're in a stadium, mm-hmm. there's so many people there, yeah. but you guys are really good about connecting with, I mean, the immediate people, like you guys find a way to connect to the fans mm-hmm. while dancing or make it like seem like you guys care outside of it. Where 
to me, I feel like it could be really easy to, at some point it's so big, like for me walking around with a camera, I'm like, this is so big. It's almost like these, this isn't even real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to imagine it being real is just different, but mm-hmm. is that <laughs> something that you have, were taught early on or is that part of the, you know, kind of the direction you're given is to like, this is a time to connect with fans or try to get people hyped up or, or did that just kind of come naturally? I think it definitely comes naturally and like with experience, just being on the stage and, and connecting with the audience, being a good performer, you have to be able to like feel what the audience, you know, likes or whatever. Um, but yeah, sometimes it is like direction, like hype the audience up or go touch hands or whatever. Um, and then also sometimes, sometimes people just don't have that type of performance quality. Sometimes people like being in their zone and they don't even look at anyone. They just stare, Yeah, you know, um, or you're one of those people who likes to make eye contact and get energy from other people. I like doing that because they give me energy. I give them energy and then it's like a moment, you know, and people appreciate that. Um, different types of performers yeah. you know so as it goes like formation tour comes which oh yeah at that point was that like why did you say oh yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that guy <laughs> it's it's a massive tour it was so big that monolith thing it was so huge that was like the first huge huge like stage that we had and we were we felt so tiny did you like so little yeah at that point nothing's reached that like level yeah, that was like the biggest that we ever had. Yeah, I think they broke records actually That's with crazy. Um, production on Wh- that. What was what was it like to prepare for that tour for you? Ooh, that was that was hard. Formation, it was rough. We was that before the Super Bowl? No, it was we we did Super Bowl and then we did then rehearsals. You did. Oh shit! So yeah. Super Bowl happened first. So. Uh-huh. Okay, step back. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Oh, yeah, because we shot that whole video and all that secretly. During the, during that? No, that was like, when did we shoot? Like, the end of the year. Shot which video? Formation video. Oh. With, like, that whole Lemonade album yeah. and all that. We shot the video because then the song came out when we performed on Super Bowl and the video. And the video. Yeah, so Damn. we had, like, shot it all before that. Yeah. How hard is that to like be, I mean, I know the answer to this, but (laughs) how hard is it to be like creating, you know, such massive pieces of art, like the lemonade series and, and you have to be so secretive about certain things. Like you're not allowed to talk. Sometimes it takes months or years or whatever. You never know. Like when the idea is actually uncommon about, but like Mm -hmm. how did you ever find that challenging or was it just kind of like it's just part of the job like you just have to keep your mouth shut I mean you know yeah. it's kind of part of the job and you just have to keep your mouth shut that's part of why we keep our jobs too you know because the people who open their mouths like usually don't stick around too long but also like when we're like all working on this project together like we're all so consumed in it we like there's know no, nothing else like we're not out here like oh let me go to twitter and rant about like the day i had right. like we're not thinking about that we're like just trying to create an amazing outcome yeah <laughs> um yeah do you think it's like like be, like those size level jobs i think it's interesting that that may play a role in like your you just saying like personally you don't really care to be on instagram all day but that also is because a lot of the times, months, or we're working, literally, you're not allowed to. We're not allowed to be. You're not yeah. allowed to post a behind-the-scenes photo or whatever. Yeah, like we during, can't just be, your phones can't be out. Right. You know? Which is easy to train you not to, like, 
care about that because you literally aren't allowed to. But then That's on the true. time off, you don't naturally want to pick it up because it's like not even a thing you do anyway. Exactly. So That's weird. a very good point. Oh, shit. That's yeah, crazy. I think that is a huge reason why I'm not like that naturally. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. See, that ain't your fault. I know it's not my fault. <laughs> they like, made me like that. Like, Sorry, yeah, guys. Right. I'll try and engage more. <laughs> is it? Is it to go at a Super Bowl? Like, how how crazy is that? To do what? To go. do this fucking Super Bowl. Like, oh my god, it was I mean, insane. Yeah. What? Walk yeah. me through it. What was it like? Well, okay. So, well. We did two Super Bowls. <laughs> the first one was right before formation, though. No, that was the second. That was Super the second Bowl. one? What was the mm-hmm. first one? First one was 2013. Oh, shit. Yeah. We went to New Orleans. Sorry, guys. I don't have Wikipedia pulled up or something. Oh, my God. Stand top of this. Yeah, someone wants to talk to you. Me. Can I take it? You want to answer it? And can I go to the bathroom, actually? My girl's got to go to the bathroom and answer a call. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yo, real quick, while Ashley's in the bathroom and taking her phone call. Um, I want to tell you that AT&T is hosting the 2020 AT&T Film Awards, recognizing young aspiring creators who are shaping the future of entertainment. If you are a family member or someone that you know is between the ages of 13 and 18, listen up or send them this message because it's important. AT&T is hosting a contest for the best youth film concept where they will be picking five winners that will receive an all-expense-paid trip to New York City for the Tribeca Film Festival. At that festival, the winners will receive hands-on filmmaking training and mentoring from a non-profit, Fresh Films, and they will work together to create content about their Tribeca experience. All you have to do is write two short essays explaining your idea for your short film that follows one of three theme choices, and a short video explaining why you are interested in developing your film skills. This contest is free to enter and uh, only open to U.S. residents. So hit that deadline. It's January 24th, 2020 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure to submit it by then, and you can find the link in the description of this podcast episode. So let's get back to the episode. All right, so we're back now. Yes. Everything good? We're great. We're great. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so you were just saying, Two Super Bowls. I fucked up the timeline. Yeah. First one was 2013. Yeah. And okay, combining the two Super Bowls, because that's both equally nuts. You know what I mean? To go twice. Yeah. What is it like? It was crazy. Well, the first one was like my first Super Bowl. I think I cried after we got off stage that time because that was like my first. I think that was my first like stadium performance. Damn, really? Yeah, because we weren't doing stadiums until 2013. Formation was the first stadium tour. Damn, yeah. that's got to be, and that's the most packed one. Like yeah. going to a Super Bowl, like that's yeah. And then also, like besides it just being completely sold out, that everyone watches the Super Bowl. So Everybody. like, like everyone, like your dad, your uncle. Me, I never watch yeah, football. Like I'm the you worst. might not watch Beyonce, <laughs> but you'll watch for sure the Super Bowl. You yeah. know, <laughs> or you might not watch football, but you watch the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, it was just like a lot of eyes that the, probably the biggest performances of my life, you know, because so many people watch it. God. Yeah. I wonder what the actual number of people that like not stream it, watch tune in, whatever the, that number for a Super Bowl is, it's gotta be like ungodly high. Probably. I mean, do you think it's higher? You think it's higher than like her Coachella, right? Probably. Like has to be. Yeah. Just because I don't. I don't think a lot as obvious. Yes. Way because bigger. It's like more people like yeah. regular people. The watching. documentary may do crazy numbers, but like, I feel like Coachella, not everyone. No one knows. Like my mom doesn't know what Coachella is Yeah, until True. I introduce her to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Just festivals are so, there's so many right now that it's, it's not like Woodstock or some shit. Only. Yeah. But if you go ask a kid, if they know what Woodstock is, they're probably like, no, right. you know what I mean? Like the, for sure. It's just how it is. But 
that yeah it's gotta be insane how many Super people were paying cool. attention to that Dave just sent me a text and said as many as 100 million people. Yo, what? <laughs> wow. 100 million people? That's crazy. That's got to be insane. That's insane, yeah. So the first time I performed that, I was like, dang, this is nuts. Like, it was so big and just, like, amazing. It was yeah. so powerful. And, like, she headlined it. So it was, like, a whole 15-minute performance of just her, you know? Right. So it was, it was just amazing. It was, like, so beautiful. The second um, Super Bowl performance was Formation, the song. But we the only time we ever danced to that song out loud was when we performed it live. Like even in rehearsal, we wore in-ears because the right. song wasn't out and right. they couldn't leak it. Wow. So we're like dancing all full out. Like people are like, whoa, these women are aggressive and that's we're just dancing my, silently. Like That's like literally my favorite uh, thing would be <laughs> when we did rehearsals and you guys would have to wear the in-ears and we never got packs. So I never could hear the music and we'd just be like, like documenting and you guys on? were just like, <laughs> You know what I mean? And when you walk on stage and you guys hear you guys breathing all funny and shit, like that was always the funniest thing ever. But that's crazy. And that, we're like so full out. Yeah. Like, everyone's going nuts and you're just like, feeling so left out. If you don't have an in-ear pack during that, you feel so left yeah, out. Yeah. You're like, dang. But I also, felt that, I also felt that same way on tour with the band and they, they're in-ears, but they also have microphones so they can communicate to each yes, other. Yes. And, and they're all talking, laughing. They're literally dying laughing all, all the time. Jokes. And I'm like, what the fuck are they laughing about? Like what? And I'm right Me next too. to them. I hate that. It's so annoying. <laughs> so that's how I feel during like rehearsals. But yeah, you guys had to like keep it a secret and, yeah. and for probably a long time at that point. Yeah, rehearsals, everything, like months. Um, and, but then once it was out, like I feel like the audience was like shook, just like, what just happened, you know? Yeah. And it was really great too because it was just a powerful performance with meaning. Right. Um, and, that, and it was fun with Bruno and stuff too. So, so, so like to talk more about formation coming out at that same time, the videos coming out you guys performing it the first time mm -hmm. all at, in the biggest you know day of the year yeah exactly. for america exactly um as well as like everyone overseas who's anticipating whatever she's gonna do you mm -hmm. know what i mean because she's for sure gonna was there anything big like was there a big drop at the first super bowl did she do any like surprise or was it just like such an ill performance it well destiny's child came out oh wow yeah right so it was so like that was like a big internet shake thing yeah yeah i think that was because besides that it was her right Damn. Mm -hmm. So it come, you know, formation drops, and then how does shit start shifting for you guys as well? Like just kind of seeing the reaction. Also, as soon as she did that, she announced formation world tour. <laughs> like, <laughs> which you all are finding out about same, at the yeah, same time. Yeah, we're like, like really? oh, world tour <laughs> happening, guys. Yeah. Who's going? Right. <laughs> so yeah, of course that happens. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, you know how it is. You yeah. know how. It, I know, how but it I'm. Feels. I talk at, for the people that are listening. It's like you know, my mom doesn't know how it is, and my mom listens to every yeah, episode I know, of the podcast. It's crazy. Well, you know, even while we're working, we're sometimes in the dark with a lot of stuff too because totally. they can't risk things getting out. So like, we didn't know about the tour. Like yeah. you know, officially didn't know about it. Of course, maybe like word of mouth and stuff, but nothing is like official. Yeah. So you know, we're finding out as the public finds out a lot of stuff too. So we experience the same feelings as like, but also while living it and like doing it, like performing it, it but then also being like, oh, tour, but then, wow, that was amazing, like that feeling, oh my gosh, like, yeah. you know, it's like all these, all these crazy feelings, but of course, just like grateful and like happy to just be doing right. what I love all the time, you know? So the Super Bowl gets done, the second Super Bowl gets done, and then you guys go into rehearsals for the tour, Mm -hmm. um, how long are you guys rehearsing for before the tour starts? Oh, 
Uh, that one, I think it was like two and a half months or something before we went on tour. So a lot, I feel like for people who don't know the dance world or don't understand what touring is like, it's kind of crazy that your life could be super chilling. Like right now you may be super chilling yeah. and then a tour gets announced and out of nowhere you're, or even before the tour is announced, every right. day you're booked. Right. Sometimes literally seven days a week or seven whatever. Seven days a week, 12 hours a day, yeah. you know, all day, every day, no days off. Like right. just working. Um, yeah, or we can be chilling for like the entire month of January because nothing's going on. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Do you feel like those down months are, like are enough for you to reset or do you find yourself, do you find yourself ever like getting burnt out during the process or anything like that? Do you run into that? I, yeah, I've definitely been burnt out and now I have like a good balance of like downtime and personal time and work. You know, I used to no matter what, like I would, the day I got off tour, I'd be like, okay, what's next? What am I doing? Like, right. I gotta get to work like, yeah. and not enjoy like, or take time for myself or, you know, to reset and really just like take a breath. Um, but now I, I take time for me. I also think I've been doing it long enough that I am okay saying no to like some jobs, yeah. not saying yes to everything. I used to be like, yes, can't let anything go. Right. <laughs> I got to do everything. Now I'm like, I need this week off. I'm going to go visit my mom like, right. or my family. Like I haven't seen my nephews and my niece, you know, like, so I will take more time for me yeah. or go on a vacation if I feel like it. Cause I just want to. Right. Cause you how know? long, how long was the formation tour? Was that, that was like over six months, five months. Yeah. I think it was like six months. Cause stadiums are a lot of work for crew. It and takes like a lot people don't really travel with all that right takes days to like set up and tear down you know so yeah um but i think it was april to october or something like yeah Yeah. six months right so as on that tour uh the engagement thing happened yeah what i know well i was like what like i wasn't even expecting it either so yeah i had a boyfriend for a while and in 2016 he proposed in his hometown in st louis oh, on stage that's crazy his hometown yes um so was your stage. guest list that night extra thick because you just you're like why does he keep asking me for so many people to come i, I didn't to even this? know he was in town no I, oh really I, hadn't, I didn't even know he was there wow yeah, yeah i didn't know damn i didn't know like half his family was there yeah yeah, so it was like in the middle of, uh, or was it before single A's? I don't know. That video pops up still on my Explore feed. I, I know. It's crazy. Well, I mean, anything Beyonce related. I know. Like. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but I feel like people repost it thinking it's like brand new content now. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, shit. Like, that was four years ago right. almost. <laughs> but so he was able to get a hold of the squad somehow and yeah. convince B to let him up there. Mm-hmm. on stage did she hand him a mic or something she handed him her magical mic yes she did jesus i know Christ. it really goes to show that she's my girl she'll right do, she'll do anything well, maybe not anything but she'll do right. she'll do some very yeah. nice gestures for me yeah that's super cool yeah that's it was, so crazy. it's really cool that she did that which i didn't know i was like do i ask you about that because i know it's like didn't end up working out or whatever <laughs> right yeah, it did not <laughs> it did not end up working out and i we did not ever get married we right. ended up breaking up so yeah. <laughs> it's okay though. Was that? Does I'm that, like, sorry, B girl. Please don't yeah, use thanks. that as one yeah. of my like passes. Can I get the that burn, back? Yeah, <laughs> just burn the bridge right, <laughs> no, real quick on the no. one pass. Let's just like, pretend like else. that never happened. Damn, I know, right? <laughs> it, it, it's got to be so. That's got to make it obviously for whatever reason it didn't work out. Uh, 
your, your life's crazy. I don't know what he did, but you're always <laughs> traveling all the time and so busy all the time. I can yeah. imagine it's pretty difficult. I, I mean, I know, but like dealing with, you know, bouncing a relationship for sure, but also then putting that public eye on top of it. I Cause know. then everyone, now you're like Cinderella and everyone's like, so, you know, especially from her fan base, which is like, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's fiance coming to the wedding. And yeah. All that. yeah. Is that pressure met hard to deal with? It like, was at first. And I was like, okay, let me just like ha- take time and plan, like give me like at least a year to just be, enjoy my engagement. So I was like, people were like, when's the wedding? I'm like, I don't know. Like, don't ask me for like a year. And I also realized that like, like after that happened, I realized I was never the girl who like sat around and like dreamed about her fairy tale wedding. Like people were like, what colors and textures and flowers? I'm like, what? Yeah, but, right. Like, I just want to show up. Give me a call time and like let you've it been be. Having stylists and shit for your whole yeah. Career. I'm like, I gotta make decisions. Like, yeah. what decisions are not for me? Right. I get too overwhelmed. I'm like, options more than like three. Oh gosh, yeah. it's too much. So yeah, I realized I wasn't like that, and I'm not a good planner. Period. When so. when you guys decided to like cut it off, I know I'm getting mad deep into this shit, but like when you yeah. guys called it off, mm-hmm. was it? tough to like talk about it publicly like because i feel like people were probably grilling you about it everyone's probably well, always like when are you guys get married and you're like yeah it's not happening anymore yeah yeah um well i would say that like before we actually like officially called it off i feel like everybody kind of like caught wind right. of it like vanishing right. or deteriorating yeah <laughs> um but yeah, people eventually stopped asking and <laughs> when and then like yeah, the last almost like almost year, like at least 8 months of our actual relationship while we were still together was like barely existing. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, I barely got asked about that and then we finally called it quits and people were like, "Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's so." You did like you a public like a publication you like someone you did some story with someone right mm-hmm. like to talk with about essence, it yeah which i feel like it's such a solid move just to kind of like put that shit there yeah just, just to like there. clarify because you know i stopped wearing my ring and people were like speculating and of course people make up their own stories and think it's like yeah they believe their own truth or their own story they think it's the truth right um so i just wanted to put the record straight and just confirm yes i am not engaged right, to right. him anymore we never got married whatever um and yeah it's my story and so crazy well, it is crazy but we're better off now so. yeah, sure yeah no, <laughs> like it wasn't you. meant to be like when we got together i was only 21 i'm 30 now yeah, that's like i'm not crazy. the same woman you know right. and people either grow together grow apart and that's okay to grow right. in different directions and have different aspirations you know hey he had a moment though that'd be pretty... oh i know and i'm like ooh. can you imagine asking uh someone to marry you in front of like yeah. however many people were in that stadium or whatever i know Shit. and now so okay <laughs> formation tour is massive it's the biggest one right yeah biggest one what were some point. of the obstacles you faced like on that tour as far as like dealing with production and the size of it the magnitude of it um everything probably. was just huge like there were so many trucks there were so many moving parts there were even so many dancers there were 20 females it was yeah. only 20 female dancers like God damn. it was so many of us like we didn't fit on one tour bus you know we had to be split up yeah it was just a huge huge production in general it had like the water thing right water it had pyro it had that just big ass monolith of led which is just think about how much money that is you know it's crazy 
It was so big. Um, and it was, we had to rehearse in stadiums because it's only fits in stadiums. Yeah. And we were rehearsing. It was hot as hell mm -hmm. in the middle of Tampa. Like it was just, whew, it was rough. The whole rehearsal was in Tampa? Yeah, once we got to like production. Oh, uh, right. Was that where the first show LA. was? I think, I think so. Seems like such a weird place. To... It might have been in Miami and then we went back to Tampa. I think I remember JB telling me about standing in there and just being in the hot sun it or something was it was like so hot and we were just all out there all day like drenched yeah like doing the actual deed of dancing is already exhausting and then you're also yeah, like i just go sun. to the beach for an hour and a half in la and like i'm like oh i need a nap for five hours like yeah you got whooped it was so rough it was rough we the, would sleep everywhere the, anywhere the tour was like sold out yeah like the whole shit was like the craziest numbers right it what, was it did was that add show. any like extra level of stress or was it just kind of like a normal night like for you guys like um no it was just i mean every night it was just <laughs> we we were constantly like adding something or changing something that's when like you know we were we rehearsed a lot <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like know? on the days off you mean uh, like, yeah on our time off yeah you would yeah. just hit the before <laughs> after uh, days off <laughs> whatever <Yeah>. whenever <laughs> good god yeah is it uh okay so what I like is then formation finishes. She's supposed to do, I don't think she played, there was no like shows after that for a while, right? Like, did you guys do anything after formation? No, Before I don't. Before Coachella? I don't know. Cause no. there was supposed to be a Coachella performance. Yeah, and then she was pregnant. Right. So yeah, so no, it was just like Grammys when she mm. announced her pregnancy. Right, that was after formation tour. That was. Right. It was in between. It was the year she was, it was that February yeah. before Coachella that she was supposed to do in April. Right. She would have been huge. And everybody's like, what do you want her to do? Sit there like with a belly and just sing? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. People we probably would be totally cool with that, but, but she's, know, like, she's got, I got to move. move. I want to move. Yeah. That's my thing. It it, I remember watching, um, she put out like a, uh, there was like some documentary. I, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I feel like Ed shot a ton of it. And um, and I remember watching this before I was, I mean, I was always like, yeah, Beyonce is dope. And, but I'm like, wasn't like crazy downloading every song and, and right, following right, right. it like that. But I remember watching that documentary and them showcasing like the drive and the amount of time that goes into productions like this at that level. And for her alone, obviously like, every time I work with the new artists and they get bigger and bigger, I'm always like, Oh, this, is the, this person is the hardest working person. But then I met her and I'm like, there's, I don't think I'll ever meet someone else that can go hard like her yeah. as hard as her. You know yeah. what I mean? And I remember watching that documentary and being inspired by it early, just her like talking about the pregnancy. And then she'd always like talk to her camera on her computer and like, just, you know, get her thoughts out. Mm -hmm. but seeing like the, the difference in the, her going to media and like working on content and doing mm -hmm. all this stuff and bouncing around, like that looks nuts. And a lot of people think like, Oh, her life's just, she's so famous and everyone, everyone does all the shit for her exactly. and stuff. But you realize like how tight of a ship she runs, you know she what I mean? Does, and and yeah. invested it and is she's involved. So involved. Yeah. In all departments. Have you worked with other artists where that's not so common? And then to see the balance of it, like, do you have a preference on what you'd prefer? Some people I'm sure are like, Oh God, the artist I work with wants it to be perfect and I can't yeah. like, breathe or whatever. Yeah. I've definitely worked with the ones who are similar to her and then ones who literally like everybody to like tells them what to do and they just like, right. do whatever they're told. And that's crazy to me. It's like a puppet almost, you know, like, yeah. wow. But, um, 
some people just don't care as much, <laughs> you know, uh, and maybe it's just not, it doesn't mean as much to them or, you know, she's like passionate, like about her, about not just like making great music or like being uh, number one. Yeah. I don't think like that's her goal. She's just passionate about her art and her craft and her, a message and yeah. stuff like that. So I think that's the drive behind it all. And that's why she becomes so successful. Cause when you, are doing something and you're not passionate about it anymore. You're not putting out your best ever, yeah, you know? Right. So I always say, if you're not doing what you love and you're not passionate about it anymore, find something else to do because those McDonald's workers who don't want to give you the extra sweet and sour sauce and they're miserable and they're mad at you for yeah. asking for it. Yep. It's like, okay, sis, maybe you don't want to work here anymore. So maybe you shouldn't do this. Does this happen to you a you're lot? you're not happy. <laughs> McDonald's I just feel like when people are like mad at their job, I'm yeah. like, why? You that. chose the job, right. so do something There's else. There's a million other jobs. Like you could literally go get yeah. a job across the street from wherever you Go do you. something you like doing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Um, so I meet you, I met you during the Coachella rehearsals and yeah. that was my introduction to this whole shit. What did you think? What was like your first, and look, I'm turning it on you. I know. Um, what was your first like initial thoughts of everything? Did you think people were like stuck up? Were you like, oh my God, nah. this is like overwhelming. Were you like, what is going on? I was just huh. like, oh shit. Cause it was like another level. Like first it's like the same thing you're saying. Like you don't know what it is that you're doing until it's like happening pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't even know it was B that I was going to meet until like an hour before I met her. And they're like, oh, you're here to meet Ed's like telling me like, oh, it's Beyonce. Get How'd you meet Ed? They I just got invited to come shoot one day. I think how through a friend, manager? a random friend. No, a friend suggested me at um, Free Enjoy, a production company. They oh, just like cool. recommended me to them. Cool. So then I came in and then it was like that thing. But I remember like walking in and I don't even think B was there that day until like later in the night. And uh -huh. so I was like walking around and I'm like, damn. So there's these all these different rooms and like the dancers had one stage and then the band was in one stage and I was just walking around seeing it all just like so blown away by uh -huh. the size. Yeah. But being around you guys specifically, I think it was just, I, I, I think it's funny whenever I think back to this because I don't feel like I became friends with any of you guys until tour. Yeah. And I didn't even know I would be a part of the tour. But like I didn't have time to become friends with anyone because A, there was shit tons of people. Yes. Like on like, top of just dancers. The friend. Yeah. So it's overwhelming. And like, I was seeing uh, the same thing happen too. Like people would come in, people would leave, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, mm -hmm. how do they not know who? You don't know who is a regular, yeah. who's just here today. No, I, it was like a crash course. Then I'd like be like, okay, who's that person? And if I became friends with someone in the camp, I'd be like, and you would walk by and talk more in front of a lot of people, I'd be like, why is she talking? And they're like, oh, yeah. that's Ashley. She's been with whoever for. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> yeah. I literally had a Google Doc of like people's names, and like it no, probably says to, like, like Ashley Red. Hair, right. dance captain i'm like what the fuck does that mean like you know what I mean? but it, it's it, so true it you was gotta so know your crowd like okay the, did you realize when it started like what it was going to become outside of just a performance like you know what i mean it's the doc and telling the story and the performance in itself like all that shit was so big yeah. it's made such an impact it deserves obviously awards it, that's fucking crazy that it hasn't gotten it yet i know i didn't, can't believe it but like did you know when it i didn't know when it started i had no idea i knew there was an intention to have a big power like move behind it so i did i was aware that she wanted to like really like make history yeah. or like you know make a mark like or a stamp yeah. on coachella i didn't know about that and i would like would hear before 
I even came into rehearsals, I was like, you know, kind of talking with Chris or like whoever in the creative teams just about what was going, like what the intention behind it all was. And so I was like, okay, cool. Right. But I didn't know like the extent of like how authentic and deep yeah. we were like going, you know, right. and the movement that was all behind it. And I was blown away. I was learning so many new things. Right. <laughs> okay. I felt like I was in school, like, all right. Yeah. Taking notes and just learning. I, w- I felt like I would look at it like, um, you know, some stuff I was like kind of figuring out on the fly, like, oh, that's what, that's what that means. That's really cool. Or, or during the performance, some stuff started, like it actually made sense to me when the show happened. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, like some stuff didn't click till then. And then some shit didn't even click till I watched the film. But yeah. I'm like, oh damn. Cause I was always with her backstage waiting for her to walk out. I never saw this happen on stage. Yes. Like it's so big that you don't even realize some of the the moves that they're making. Absolutely. And it was like, she's the, what was it? The first woman headliner and, or was it, African-American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy that that's the first time for Coachella. But I know. God damn, it was such a splash. But it was so fun to like try to understand how to navigate in that space just because it's literally so massive. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. At this point, it's probably so common for you to deal with it. You just gave me like an idea actually. Like it would be cool to have like, look, I need to like... <laughs> put my name on this so you don't steal my ideas but like you're literally saying it right now so everyone knows who's saying whatever the fuck you're about to say but like have a series of like every episode is like somebody else's perspective working in the same Mm. show Mm. you know because you just said like you were always somewhere when something else was going on so you never knew that was going on meanwhile i was probably having my own show like we all have our own reality or yeah. our own show and our own perspective of like the exact same show right but i'm in the quick change dealing with this or like under the stage about to pop out and you're up top like shooting from like whatever yeah. or walking through what like you know it'd yeah be cool like different people's per- okay yeah that's no i idea. i think i love that because that i, I re- would watch that show yeah i would watch it too <laughs> I, I, was, I was i remember i can't remember who i was talking to but i think I, it was what was cool about showing you guys stuff that we would film especially on tour like when we would show you guys clips you'd be like oh fuck i never knew what that looked like Mm -hmm. like i net you never see it from the crowd standpoint or from the top of the stadium or all the shit and then all of a sudden we're able to like capture it and when you guys see it it's just funny to watch people it's like a new show to us we're like what right that's what we're doing or that's what it looks like that's That's so so that's so wild to think about that it is it's crazy it's also man there's so many things about Coachella that was just so crazy just to be a part of it and to see how things are linked together because I think uh, the creative team behind the like the brains her brains that she built you know what I mean like she's put together such an insane team that works so hard and to see it slowly roll out and certain things like release you know as they do Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know it's just motivating as fuck but I think Mm -hmm. that that's I think that was really captured in the film. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. seeing it, like kind of like put it all together. But it's funny too, cause like before the film even came out, we like lived on the road for six months and like so much shit happened. So much other stuff. Like we were, we had moved on so fast. We couldn't even yeah. digest it. We're like, watch, I know I was watching it like, whoa, we did all that? I know, like right? that's crazy. I don't even barely remember it cause we barely could digest. Right. You know? Would you, did you, feel because there's two weekend performances for Coachella for people who don't understand how it works yes do you feel like weekend one or weekend two was uh which one was your favorite 
Um, I I feel like weekend two was more energy because they knew what to expect. Right. And they knew when like their part was coming up so they could cheer. Weekend one, nobody had there was no clips, there was nothing. No nobody knew the set list, nobody knew the idea or yeah. anything. So everybody was just like jaw to the floor, like taking it all in, you yeah. know, and couldn't necessarily be involved because they're like watching so much. Right. You know, and it was our first time ever performing it, having an audience and having like a reaction and just knowing like what goes well and what reads well and whatever. Um, so I always kind of feel like I usually feel like the next ones are better because of like that reason. People can kind of like relate to like what their part is, but I also love like the surprise factor of the first weekend. So. Right. I don't know. What'd you feel? Um, I think though I feel the same about the energy and it makes more sense. Like I definitely, but I also could have been my nerves like zoning out people, but like I, I felt the crowd way more in the second weekend, Yeah, but it was something where they could like fucking put their phones down a little bit more or whatever, just to be in tune with what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. It was, it was the beginning of the first show was like the scariest moment of my life, like doing the whole intro intro like yeah that you had like the most pressure yeah it was terrifying <laughs> and it was and my headset uh to like hear um the director like i wasn't it wouldn't work out there oh my god so gosh. on the it b stage like... i couldn't i was just going off of practice yeah <laughs> so it was like uh, do when or when are we ready you know what i mean so me and dave talk about it all the time because it was like we'd sat out there waiting for you guys to come were you out there for that no. In- intro no 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 i was on the pyramid you were on the pyramid like the the waiting for everyone to come was like took so long because someone's like she's on the she's on the go or whatever like she's moving i'm like oh shit so me and dave like go out and try to set up before she comes and then we just were like squatting at the at the b Forever. stage yeah <laughs> and we can't hear if they're telling us like 10 more minutes or whatever oh my God. but i was too nervous to like go back and then try Miss to do it all. anything yeah yeah and it's just like and all eyes are on you too which yeah. is like for us is like we dave's like pointing out like yo that's rihanna and there's you know whoever <laughs> like all these people are in the crowd watching yeah, us. they were like right there yeah is that weird for you to like see people that you look up to and obviously at this point you've worked with like everybody but <sighs> like when you're on stage does that put any other pressure to, or does it put a pressure on you to feel like if you go out maybe they would want to work with you too based on like your performance oh i don't you ever think about that i don't i'm not one of those people who's like oh, i got dance so good because Janet Jackson is right there she might want me like I'm not doing it for like an audition um but of course I just want to like put on a good show because it's like other artists who are watching and they're probably you know taking notes because she has great concepts and ideas everything is great yeah exactly so everyone should take notes if they're smart you know so of course I'm just like putting on a great show for like peers I look at as peers because we all work together in the same industry you know Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's so funny. There's a clip. I don't know if you've ever seen it too. It's been on Instagram as well of like me coming off stage from the last tour and hugging Michelle Obama. <laughs> like we're friends. <laughs> just like, what's up girl? <laughs> yeah. Cause she was like right there and she was like, I'm like, Hey girl. Like right. as I'm coming off stage to like go under and go to the quick change. And it, it's like just circulating on the internet. It's so crazy. It's so funny. But Jesus I do Christ. actually feel like me and Michelle are friends Have because yeah, I performed at her 50th birthday Oh shit. at the white house. Did you? Yeah. Holy it's fuck. It's kind of a big deal. That's insane. <laughs> Partied with the Obamas, yeah. the kids, Barack, Michelle, everyone. That's such a 
a flex. It's so cool. We were like sweating on the dance floor together. It was a great time. They had a dance floor? Yeah. A oh, it was a party. Yeah, it, was it was like a, a full massive. party at the White House. Yes. That's so crazy. It was a black party at the White House. That's so dope. <laughs> it was cool. Shit. It was fun. I, f- I feel like it, it's, yeah, for her to, you know, it's so interesting because like you walk off stage and know who she is, right? Yeah. Had you guys met before that when you hugged on whatever that video? Yeah, is? At so her you met birthday her. party. Oh, so the party and was like before all, that. And like all like other, right. she's been coming to concerts. Yeah, I was going to say like girls and stuff. She's got to know you. It's funny, like we know them yeah. because they're them, and yeah. but they don't know us little people or whatever, like at that point. Yeah. But then for you, so many people know you like B where they just know you from afar, right? Like yeah. But when, you, when you're and in And then the, she has like, they have daughters, you know? Yeah. Who like, are hip to this shit. Yeah, they love Beyonce and then they look up to like maybe her dancers or musicians right. or something as well. Like I met Kobe Bryant's daughter and she was like so sweet, like, you know, yeah. young and admire me. And I'm like, you're okay. You, your whole family, like this family is a legendary yeah. family. So let's just take a picture. Right. Like, <laughs> right. So yeah, it's like crazy, but yeah, we look up to them and then they might also look up to us in a way because we yeah, of course. do amazing work too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. we got pat ourselves on the back. That's right. Sometimes. No, of course. Is it, <laughs> do you, do you see, uh, do you ever find yourself kind of like mentoring young women especially like mm-hmm. in dance and stuff like that yeah i Not mentor people, i have obviously. um i have like mentees and stuff yeah i do yeah younger girls and women like the same age as me who just are trying to like pursue this as a career more. right how does that how does how do you how do you how does it happen how do people find i mean like you got mad people following you on the internet and stuff so it's gotta be hard to get in touch with you i would imagine most but, like, of them like come from like personal um recommendations or something moments yeah like from teaching i'll teach somewhere and then like connect with somebody and yeah. they'll ask like if i mentor and if i you know feel like a real connection or like i can actually help them or advise give them advice in any way i will give them my number and mentor them yeah i love that yeah <laughs> what's okay because we literally just did we have these episodes on wednesdays that we do it's like we call it the morning roast segment we just like deep mm-hmm. dive into different topics we just did one called uh how to find a mentor Okay. So if a young girl or a guy is in your class or has a chance to tap into you at some point, what would you recommend is like the best way they go about approaching you to be a mentor? Hmm. Wow. Okay. Cause it's inter- It's like a, there's like science to some of this shit. Like yeah. one thing that we talked about a little bit was, um, they don't even need to know you to be your mentor, right? Like we, so many of my mentors are people that I've never even met. Yeah. Right? For sure. Absolutely. But in the chance that you could connect with someone, um, uh, like how, how, what would you suggest? Um, well, if I like teach a class and somebody wants me to mentor them and yeah, I don't know them. They came to my class, but they don't know me. I don't know them. Right. Um, and they just ask me, we have a conversation. I'm taking pictures or whatever, talking to people just to have conversations and they're asking me questions and I'm, if we're engaging and it just makes sense, like we're actually engaging and they're not bothering me in any kind of way and they ask me to mentor them, I'm going to say yes because especially if I see some kind of talent in that person. Right. It's like, the it's like um, what's his name? Seeing the light in you. In me. Right? Exactly. Like, And he has this 
saying, share the light, sparkle brighter. Mm. And I believe in that. Like, you can't be selfish with your own light. Like, oh, no, it's only for me. Right. Shine only on me. Like, no, if if I want you to shine or if I want to shine and you're working with me, I want everyone to shine. Right. We all shine brighter together, you know? Right. Um, and, yeah, you share your light. Like, Beyonce shared her light with me, and mm. it makes her look better, yeah. you know, instead of being like, eh, no. Right. It, only me. I can only be in center at all times and in the front and everybody else in the dark or something. Yeah. Like, that's what's the point? Right. You know, whatever. Um, so I like to share any kind of knowledge and um, lessons and advice that I can give because I didn't really have that. You know, I just learned as I went, and I learned – I started so young that like, yeah. you know, I figured it out still young enough, you know, but for those people who don't know, like if I can help and like, you, got time. you know, <laughs> make, yeah. Or make their process shorter, like, or easier. I will. That's you know exactly why we started this podcast. It's like being able to provide that shortcut is like the, yes. it's, it's obviously, you know, very fulfilling for you as a person one but like I still feel like we everyone that gets to a point where they have the job that you used to dream about at some point like mm -hmm. you should try to find a way to pay it back somewhere it that's the yeah. only way you most likely got started unless you were like a doctor that had to like learn it from a book and literally yeah you learned it from somebody somebody but shit, doctors should. might even have mentors I don't know how that works I'm but everybody does like you you know we all learn something from somewhere facts, that's <laughs> just true. like artists and all these songs being recycled and yeah. samples and stuff like it inspiration comes from somewhere right. okay so yeah big facts okay so coachella mm -hmm. i mean there's so many things we could talk about with that, <laughs> but like it gets done um and immediately we yeah, start rehearsing we, for we a tour, tour which was that's what blew my mind honestly was when we did coachella and then they invited me to go on the it was like uh, that weekend I think they invited me to go on the tour and uh -huh. I was like oh shit that's crazy and they're like we're going to Paris blah, blah, blah. I'm like oh fuck and I you you were already living in LA yeah I've been in LA but I didn't know I didn't know all but of Coachella Dave wasn't right no Dave didn't live here yeah that's crazy yeah. too yeah so shout out to Dave for shout people listening to Dave and I shot the shit out of that tour with the rest of the content squad but like yep. video wise we like did a lot of the social shit but yep. it was uh it was like I got the invite first and shout out to Aaron too for finessing it to make it so Dave could come on the tour because okay. it originally was just like, can you just come? And I was like, I really need Dave. Like we got it. Thank Dave's God. been pulling you me around on the boy. stage. Yeah, so <laughs> we need a squad. But uh, we go to finish Coachella. I never, I don't think I saw tour happening. I just wanted to complete the job of Coachella because it was so intense and I was just yeah. like, holy shit, I just hope I do this right. Like to, for me to be that camera guy, like I, I wasn't supposed to do that originally, you know? Yeah. Um, and then when they asked me to go on tour, I was like, oh shit, that's cool. And I thought the Coachella performance would have been it. Like, I didn't think they're like the tour starts in a month. So I didn't imagine that we could learn that you guys could learn an entire new two and a half hour for some reason. I don't know why I, Jay's on the tour. I wasn't thinking like, oh yeah, we have to add his songs and shit. Like, yeah. I just assumed it'd be Coachella, but it was so crazy that it literally like went to building a, a complete new show, a whole new show. Like originally, I think the idea was to keep it like as much of her Coachella performance and add Jay in. Yeah, but it was a whole new show. It was completely <laughs> new. Yeah, it was brand new. Yeah, what, it was crazy. What was that for for you, time wise, <clears throat> and like having to like readjust? You guys had just trained so hard to do Coachella and completed it, and then it's like 
something else. Yeah. Well, at this point, like, you know, this is like my, I don't even know what number. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, of course, like move on, leave just at Coachella next, move it on, make space for more to learn and like, you know, create and stuff. So I'm just moving on to the next. Of course, I think we're all like, we have a month to put together a stadium show that is nowhere near even like thought of, of like the flow of what we're doing. So we were of course under rehearsed and just, you know, going as we went, like literally, you know, we just had to keep rehearsing as we were doing shows. Um, but it was crazy. It was crazy. We were just trying to figure it out, like with that huge stage and levels and everything. There right. was just so many places to go and be. And yeah, you guys would literally have to be like at the top and then run down the stairs and be somewhere else, or yeah. come out from the bottom of the stairs. That's half and the battle. You'd be tired because you're just running out to stage B or whatever, right. or like a runway, and then you got to run back to your quick change. Like it's not even the dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, for them, they're like you know, the album came out. Like they right. put out like a joint album a out of nowhere. A whole joint album. That yeah. was like during, that's so crazy to balance all that shit and, and still have it be. And shooting at the Louvre and stuff. Yeah. Like, it was so wild. Yeah. It was like so cool to see. I don't know what all the other rehearsals would have been like for past tours, but like comparatively, I mean, this one was quick, but do you feel like it was more challenging because it was so last minute? Um... It was challenging, yeah, because of that. And then we were constantly, like, still rehearsing and trying to... And then the album came out, so then we're trying to add new stuff in. Right. So we were just rehearsing, yeah. like, the whole time. That right. was the challenging part. Um, when we, you know, the tour starts and shit, what, how did you kind of break down, like, what your a day in the life for you would be on the road? On, um, on like, a day off and then also a show day. <laughs> A true day off, not like a we have to rehearse day off. <laughs> okay, like a true day off would be, if we're in a city, I always like exploring the cities, mm. you know? Um, so just whatever that entails, whether it's getting a bike and driving around the city or like going to the beach or shopping or eating or whatever, I love exploring the city. But then like a show day, obviously we got to check out that day, probably rehearse before the show. So we usually check out about what, noon, one? Yeah. And then go to the venue be there in the sun <laughs> right? because <laughs> it's a summer tour yeah. and we're in a stadium so it's outside so we're rehearsing in the sun hot you know <laughs> yep. again <laughs> again rehearsing ends. before a show and then whatever they open the doors at five or whatever right. time and then we get ready for the show and we're exhausted at this point yep. <laughs> and then we have a two and a half hour show to get through at nine <laughs> so you guys are beasts that everyone crazy. is everyone y'all too like all of us we all had to do it my favorite thing was <clears throat> you guys fucking with the like from doing Coachella and me making no friends, no friends. Like we literally stayed in our bubble and just like kept moving, kept it moving. And then like getting on tour and we started becoming friends with everybody. Yeah. You guys were like the, I've some of the first people to be like open arms to us of oh. just like taking like literally on days off. Cause we'd stay at the same hotels or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you was like, Oh yeah, we're doing this or this or this. And then like we started kind of figuring out like how people moved and shit. And it yeah. was like the coolest part about it was being able to say like, Oh, you have an event some night and there's yeah. fucking dumb ass bottles that they're giving us in <laughs> wherever we were at. Right. Uh, like, let's in, just in go. South Africa. We did free? that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, all right, cool. And then there's like nights where you could go do the most chill shit. Cause people are just like down to do whatever, you know? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Cause we're just, we are all each other have at this point, you know, we're in these different countries and we 
might not speak the language, but we're right. a family. We got to stick together. You know, we got to look out for each other. Yeah. So um, when the film finally comes out, I know I'm kind of breezy. I, we've been talking forever. I don't want to oh, yeah, keep, yeah. keep you here too long. Um, when the film came out, you know, what was like the reactions to you and, and how do you feel about like the, the film? Coachella? Yeah. Oh, Beachella. Um, I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I feel like I was watching it like everybody else. Like I honestly, even when I still watch it, I'm like, wow, this is a really amazing show. And it's crazy that we were a part of it, but it was so much bigger than like just me being a part of that show, you know? So that's why I feel like an outsider watching it. I'm like, this is just so amazing. And I love what she did for the culture. And I love that she shined light on the um like that world that you know an artist of her level has right. never done yeah you know so i think that's just really cool that she did that and wanted to she could have did it with anything you know if she wanted to just talk about socks right like she couldn't make socks like the most relevant thing in the world like no, whatever that's so true terrible example but you know I mean she I mean? might right now with the new <clears throat> the new uh, Ivy Park drop that <laughs> part you know the I, parachute jacket yeah they're right. about to be the thing <laughs> yeah give me one in my my electric skateboard and I look dope on sunset Ooh, oh, yeah, content idea would. Mel someone right hit me somebody up. the I feel like so Dave brought up a good point during our bathroom intermission earlier uh-huh. um, and he was talking about how it's crazy and interested to hear your opinion on it but like you know 20 years from now 30 years from now like we see the artists as they get older and what happens to them like especially like the the goats get like hall of fame and like just are legends forever right yeah is it weird to think that in any piece that gets made like a hundred years from now they're gonna make like this story about beyonce when we're all fucking dead i know they're gonna tell a story about this legend and you're lit literally right by her side in almost like all images and videos and everything like you're gonna be in all that shit i know is that crazy it is crazy i think about that when like that's the beauty of what we do right you know is that there's a lot we're in a lot of content we have a lot of content and so that kind of stuff never dies you know our grandkids and great grandkids and theirs can all look back on that. I don't know what it's going to be in a hundred years, YouTube or who knows, like you'll probably be able to like click your (laughs) mind and record like memories or something and play them. Some black mirror shit. Exactly. But like, that's cool because you'll live forever and be like, I was a part of that. Yeah. You shot that or I was in this video and you can see me right there and we did that and you were the man, you know, like, yeah, it's cool. It's crazy, but it's cool. Yeah. They're like, you know, some of the most iconic moments that I think will create new iconic moments based on that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like how people we start. People are going to be recycling these ideas yeah. and being inspired by them. So crazy. In 50 years. The new little Beyonce's. She is nuts. And Ashley's. And little and Ashley's. And Ben's. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, okay. So I know, I know you, I, I want to wrap it up so that you can uh, move on with your day. Do, okay. do your things. Um, but I have a couple questions. We do a Q and a experience for our Patreon community. So mm-hmm. I have a couple questions for you. Um, and I didn't read them in advance. So we'll see what they're talking about. Okay. So if they, if we already answered them, we can just move on. But uh, Cheryl says, how do you, uh, or Sher- Shirley, Surely, maybe. Sorry. <laughs> How do you balance being a dancer on tour with a personal life family? I can't imagine that the sheer amount of dedication it takes uh, to know routines and keep learning without some sacrifice. 
Yeah, obviously there's a ton of sacrifice with um, any success, you know, comes sacrifice. But it's all about balance, of course. It's hard. I think a lot of us have experienced that of missing out on so much. I mean, I don't have any children, but like I'm sure a lot of the people that we've worked with have missed birthday parties and, you know, like school graduations or whatever, like little triumphs in life that you just miss out on. I've missed births and weddings and funerals and all the things. So there is a ton of sacrifice. Um, but, you know, now that I am like have a stable career and like I've, done the hard work and sacrifices and right. dedication of missing so much because I just did everything. Now I can like balance right. myself more. That's good. So, you know, you have to. So you have to like kind of just do the, do the work and deal with the shit that comes with it and then, yeah. then kind of do your own thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Garen Weeks says, in your opinion, why don't dancers get paid what they're worth? Do you think artists like the baby are becoming more aware in the value of having dancers? Oh my gosh! Two part yeah. question, I guess. So, do you know about all this? Like, you know about I have, this, like, I, I was reading some of this drama. shit. Oh uh, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about it, but yeah, I guess there's like a whole thing about day rates or people getting underpaid for exactly. jobs and shit like that. Um. Well, like just to answer this question, I think that like w- he said, why do I feel like dancers aren't getting paid their rates? Right. Yeah. Why don't Why don't dancers get paid what they're worth? What they're worth. Well. Um, Unfortunately, I think it's been going on for a very long time. This is not a new issue. And dancers have, for a very long time, been paid less than other entertainers. Right. You know, like, band members usually probably get paid more than a dancer. And um, set designers or crew, you know, might get paid more than a dancer. And so it's just been that for a very long time. I think dancers have been like in the industry kind of at the bottom of the barrel for for a long time, like a very long time and looked at as very replaceable as well Mm. um, and disposable sort of. Uh, But um, I forgot what my point was that I was going to say. Oh, well, nothing is going to change within the dance community until everyone is on the same page. And because it's been like instilled in us for so long to like, do any job in every job which everyone has done everyone has done a free job mm-hmm. everyone has done a two dollar job mm-hmm. and everyone has done a big kajillion job dollar a kajillion job. dollar right. job you know we've all done like the underpaid jobs and and the right paid jobs right. because of we need the experience and and you know sometimes you just want to do the work like you need you need to learn how to do it yeah. whether it's paying or not like it just adds to your experience so until everyone is on the same page with like either not accepting anything under boom x amount or just doing it or not like nothing is going to change right you know so. yeah i always feel i, I feel like that kind of goes in the same world as like this video shit because mm-hmm. a lot of people it's the same thing do shit for free mm-hmm. they'll undercut you blah 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 that's how everyone gets business you know what i mean and it's so competitive but it is something that I think that either you go and do that shit until you can stand up for your value, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then you can finally put your foot down. Yeah, or it's, it's kind like, of the same thing in dance. It's you crazy, know, like right? you still have to like put in the work until you're like respected enough right. to then fight for what yeah. you want, you know, and right. like what you feel you deserve. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. 
Next question. Um, Jay Gotti says, my question is stamina based. Ashley, you've been around Beyonce long enough to see what it takes to sing and dance at the same time. I'm preparing to perform at the Sacramento Pride Festival again this year, but on the main stage this time, so I want to make make it be my best. Mm. Um, That's exciting. So he's trying to get into a good routine and build stamina. Um, how, what, what do you recommend for someone that's new to dancing, uh, doesn't have money to take classes and has just been focusing on YouTube self-teaching? Uh, what do you suggest like is the best option for someone like that to kind of like learn dance and to build stamina and like be prepared for something like that? Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like learning stuff on the internet or like off of your television. There's a lot of people who have become great creatives from that, you know. Um, just do the work. Like if you need more stamina, take a jog and run and sing, you know, yeah. like Beyonce used to be running and singing on the treadmill when she was like 10. Right. Her dad was like grooming her to be a superstar, you know? So yeah. like you got to put the work in like, right. and build that stamina. I know I was sick over the holidays and I went back to the gym and I felt like I was about to give up. I'm like, you know what? Working out is not for me. Right. Like I can't yeah. do it. I have no stamina. Right. <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, you just got to put the work in and it eventually like builds and grows, you know? Great point. Yeah, um, fail me. Let's see. One more question. Uh, Caroline says, do you ever get nervous? Yeah. We talked about that. Um, of course. Nerves are good sometimes nerves are good they're good for you uh do you is, if so is there any way that you've um found helpful anything that you found helpful to reconnect with your belief in yourself in those times that you are nervous is there anything that that allows you to like remember like yo i'm ashley and i'm the shit well i mean like everything happens for a reason and you're put in these circumstances for a reason god puts you there to you know for that reason, for that lesson, and for whatever it is that you need in your life at that moment. And so you just have to remember that you are there for a reason. If you're starting to doubt yourself mm -hmm. or, you know, get in your head or get nervous, you like you're meant to be where you are right. at that exact moment. So here we go. Let's kill this shit. She also says, thank you. And I think you're really brave and inspiring and can't wait to hear the interview. Oh, thank Great. you. Shout out to everyone on the Patreon. Um, <laughs> Damn, this was great. It was good. This was a good interview. Yeah. Thanks for doing good this conversation. shit. I'm sure you talked about a lot of this shit over the last fucking 15 years. No, it didn't feel like an interview, though. It was a conversation. Okay, like, okay. interviews are different. They're like, so, how yeah, is right, Beyonce? Right, right. What is she oh, like? Yeah. How long have you been dancing? That's you know, that's that. The la <laughs> that's my Christmas vacation home to Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my weird... I'm not even going to go into it. Um, Your family? <laughs> yeah, everyone just be like, how is it? What is she what like? What is she like? Yeah, she <laughs> smell good? I'm like, that's so weird. <laughs> Like, does she do smell people good? ask me if I smell like? Yeah, who, do people it, ask like? So does Ben smell good? I'm like, I don't know. Does your boss smell good? What the fuck? Like, that's yeah. such a weird. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, before you leave, this is what I always do with my guests. I was like, where am I at? Uh, I pick. All right, so I'm gonna tell everyone to go to your Instagram, right? Okay. So go to, find you on Instagram. Whatever yes. your most recent post is at the time that person is listening to this podcast, right? Uh -huh. They're gonna go and they're gonna comment on it, and they're gonna tag me at Ben Rovers World. They're gonna tag me in the shit, and they're gonna put this hashtag that you pick. And the hashtag has to be for them to post and for us to know that they listen to this whole podcast all the way through. This is a long one. Oh gosh! I don't know how okay. long it is. Like an hour forty minutes, maybe or something. Okay, hour forty. That's a good chunk Ooh, of time. It is. Thanks for listening, yes. guys. Tuning in. So, what should the hashtag be? I can't help you. It's up to you to pick. And I love putting people on the spot during this part because uh, it's just funny watching people come up with something. But anyway, any, it could be anything you want in the world. Mm. Oh gosh! I told you I'm not good at making decisions, especially when it's like so broad and vague. It can be, it can be anything. anything. 
this, this is the part where the person starts looking at the shit around them to like make it. She just looked know, at her hoodie like, and shit. Like, what? Is, who <laughs> yeah. am I? What yeah. do I look like? Right, right. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, let's just do red hair, don't care. Red hair, don't care. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's something easy that I think I can remember. Yeah, all right, cool. I would forget. Tag me on that and, and then we'll know. That'll be dope. Well, yeah. this is it. Thank you for that's doing it. this shit. This is it. This is the end of the podcast. I'm just kidding. No, nah, that's it. Oh, I'm sad it's over. Do, do I'm going to have to come there, back. Do we, do we miss anything? Do you want to, is there anything no, else you want to say? I don't think so. Covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I feel like I want to start a podcast because I want to start interviewing my friends. Fuck, I you wish should. I should have turned this around sooner because I like hearing your perspective too. Nah. I'm going to start that show, that series. You, you know? should. Nobody else can steal that idea. It's mine. Don't steal it. That's right. You don't steal it either. God damn. Um, <laughs> no, I think you definitely should. And it'd be cool because we, we have this in the field series I told you about. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to follow you around and do like an in the field with you and like how you kind of deal with like, I don't know, a dance rehearsal or even your dance classes and shit. Cause I feel like that's gonna be pretty cool to watch. Yeah. There's just so mad many. people come to those. You have workshops? a lot of people come to your workshops. Mm-hmm. How they often do. do you, do you do those? I'm, I don't even know. I mean, a lot of them are usually overseas. So I don't know, a couple times a year. Like last year I went, not really. Why? No, because I just feel like LA, they have like that already. They have so much access to like so many masterclasses and stuff like, and it's just, I feel a little bit more like appreciated overseas because Mm. they just really want to learn. And here it's, it's turned into like, an Instagram video. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's not like really wanting to learn. It's like wanting to just perform for YouTube. Yeah. Right. It's different. It's a new day. I'm not knocking it. I think it's great, but it's just a new day, you know, like I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's great. I, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to, she's like, I'm cool with it, but side this, but I'm cool with it. I'm 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 trying to be in the middle because, you know, I come from the old school mentality too, but you know, you got to jump on the new wave as well. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Shit. Bye bye. Black with no cream. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's it for episode 150. Huge thank you to Ashley for coming on the show. Listen, each week I'm interviewing some of the most talented creators in the world. And if you've ever wanted to ask some questions directly, now is your chance. Become a member of our Patreon community. You can be a part of the Q&A experience with each of our guests. Not only do our Patreon members get to have their name and question read on the podcast, but they also get to access all the other amazing perks that we have to offer, like bonus podcast episodes, exclusive live streams, detailed behind-the-scenes breakdowns, and so much more. You can check out all the perks over at jointhehomies.com. Jointhehomies.com. Appreciate you all for listening, but before you start listening to another Black Window Cream podcast episode, um, stop what you're doing right now. Hop on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Every review helps this podcast grow and uh, find more creators out there that that you know need it. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at Black Window Cream and uh, send this to somebody. That's it. All right, we love you. See you in a few days, you bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah.